On this episode of Before You Were Jaded, we celebrate our one-year anniversary and watch Money in the Bank 2011. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever this comes to you. I am Will. T-Money. T-Money, is that what you're going with this I week? I don't know, it's Money in the Bank week. Why couldn't I just get into it, bro? I'm just trying to get fire with the fire and the brimstone. Last week we watched Slammiversary 10 in honor of Slammiversary over the weekend. So this week we watched Money in the Bank 2011 because if you're asking me, that is the most important Money in the Bank that there has ever been. Well, pay-per-view wise, I mean, there are some pretty... Sick as individual money in the bank matches, but we're not going to talk too much about that. We're going to talk about these matches, and we have some announcements towards the end of this. So, yeah, stick around. It's our one year anniversary. By the time we get to why'd you bring that up, we will already have surpassed the year. So, we're going to kind of celebrate this uh, on this podcast. How do you feel about that, Taylor? Are you ready? Let's go. Party time. That was my air horn. Did that sound like an air horn? Let me ask you, before I mention it to you, did you even remember? Remember what? That is is our one-year anniversary? Oh, no, bro. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, man. I love it. So, yeah, we're not going to spend too much time on that right now. Instead, we are going to talk about Money in the Bank. And uh, I have a couple interesting notes before we actually go into it. So, if you noticed, all of the backstage interviewers work for Impact now. You had Josh Matthews and Matt Stryker. Pretty wild, dude. <laughs> uh, and then there were 24 men on the main card. This is an interesting note as well. Currently, only six men who wrestled at this pay-per-view currently wrestle full-time for WWE. Jeez. There are six men on this card that wrestle full-time for AEW. Well, not wrestle full-time. That are with AEW. Unfortunately, Big Show and uh, Mark Henry do not wrestle. But... I'm also not kind of dying for them to wrestle. I don't know about you. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, maybe you're just chomping at the bit to I see just, some more I need Paul to White. see uh, more Paul White versus Mark Henry. You can't even <laughs> say his last name. Paul White. You are disappointing all of the fans that know that you are a national second place spelling bee champion. Sometimes, man, it's hard to say his name. Paul White. Paul White. Paul White. Say it six times fast, and I bet you messed it up once. Why are you throwing a southern accent on it? That's Because what it makes know. it easier to say. If I say it like that, I won't fuck it up. Listen, Paul White. Also, Paul White. I have a question for you. Why is Hornswoggle on the like pay-per-view poster art? And he's not in the pay-per-view at all. Did I see him one bit? No. I'm kind of disappointed because I really, really enjoy this little bit of swogging. They were just like, hey, we need something ridiculous. Big show. Do you got any friends? And he was like, oh, yeah. It's the Hornswoggle hanging out under the ring. Why is the biggest guy hanging out with the smallest guy? I have no (laughs) answers for you. I wish I did. uh, And I wish I had answers for why I'm so damn congested. I'm just like feeling it as I talk. So I do want to apologize for that. 
Let's talk about the first Money in the Bank match, though. So we have Daniel Bryan, Cody Rhodes, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Kane, Sin Cara, Sheamus, and Wade Barrett. This match was 24 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, Daniel Bryan won. I, in my estimation, like this was probably like my. I like this match a lot better than the other one. Oh, so much better. But when I watched this, this struck me as like the epitome of that era of WWE. Like I kind of tuned out. And don't get me wrong, there were highlights in this match. But overall, they do not have nearly the kind of depth they've had in the coming years. You know what I mean? Like you look a couple years down the line. And there was so much more to work with. And I feel like they were kind of struggling. Like, a lot of this card, it's weird. And, I mean, I'm impressed. But these, like, when you look at it today, these were people you'd see on 205. You know, these, I could not see Vince going, yeah, I believe in half of these people. Is that just me? But the people that you knew he believed in were the ones who were actually getting storyline parts out of this. You know what I mean? Like, there were people like Heath Slater that were, like, spotting here and there. Like, that fucking corkscrew thing he did was sick. But it's like, those are the guys that are getting the spots and doing most of the work while Daniel Bryan is laying groundwork for what he's going to become in the future. You know what I mean? While you've got those guys over here just fiddling their thumbs, he's over here in long-term storylines with Michael Cole. And you know what I mean? Like well, Daniel Bryan is just so fucking good. Um, I actually watched some Daniel Bryan the year after. It was a title match between him and CM Punk. And it was an absolute like 30-minute clinic. And it was in the mid-card, which says a lot with how they valued CM Punk as their WWE champion. But maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt since it was money in the bank. This, uh, so... I was thinking about it, and do you think that Michael Cole is kind of a victim now? Because in, in this, he was a heel commentator. You know what I mean? Like, that's all you can say about it. But nowadays, it seems like the heels seem to go after him. So does that make him less of a heel and more of a babyface in your estimation? Why do you think they go after him? Well, because he was is Michael Cole. I mean, he has his reputation, but maybe you this is the reason. You think they're trying his life because he's soft now? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I just see it as a reoccurring theme where everybody seems to be like, you know what? Fuck you, Michael Cole. Like, that's just the thing. And, like, in this one, he's on the offensive where he's, like, calling people nerds and, you know what I mean? He like, was fucking awful <laughs> back in the, like, mid-2000s. Or, like, not 2000s. Is like, it bad that I enjoy this more? I like this, Michael Cole. I hate him. I, I like, I think that's like a Michael part Cole. of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, he, always he plays be, his fucking part. And he's but good he's at not it. my favorite. I get it. But, I mean, he's pretty good at his job. If he wants you to hate him, that's what he's supposed to be doing. He's pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. No, that's... And I get sucked into the Michael Cole character because, like, I just remember him as that weird little backstage interviewer. Now he's uh, the fucking head uh, of all the commentators. If you also think about it, like, everybody that you like in the company, he also just shits on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in this, he's, like, pooing all over Daniel Bryan. And then later on during the CM Punk man match, he's, like, sucking John Cena's balls. You know what I mean? It's no, like... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, he is the WWE guy, though. Like, he is, like, the suit if there was a suit. You know what I mean? Like, Do you know, like, what he did before he worked for WWE? He was, like, a news reporter. <laughs> it's perfect. Like, just imagine, like, imagine going for the news and having like a 35 year career with WWE just off the back of that. Like, how do you explain that to your parents? And an absolute historic career. He was, uh, he was successful too in his news career, just so you know. But I guess, uh, 
I don't think it's gonna be remembered for that. It might just be me. But this was a cool match, though. And it gave everybody a chance to shine, too, which is what I enjoy about it. This this one didn't have a lot of the dumb ladder tropes. You know what I mean? Like, in the second well, one, they're all fighting with the ladders, and it's, like, nonsense. My big complaint, why were six men just chilling on the side of the ring at almost any given time? They They had the triple threat tropes, but with eight people. And I hated that, Taylor. In this match? It. Yeah. Really? I, I, I honestly didn't both. even notice it. In the other one, it seemed way more evident. Maybe because I don't care about barely anybody in the other one. But, like, in this one, I was sucked into all the spots. Like, Seamus doing Seamus shit. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy that. I always love Cody Rhodes. You can't help yourself. And I mean, Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan. So I love his face mask in it. The, the like, uh, whole thing he was doing. Because it was he was from an injury, right? And, uh... He was all about his looks and stuff. Such a... He is a gem. I don't care what anyone says about how he is now being the EVP. Because he gets a lot of fucking flack. I have, like, a former, like, super love of basketball. And, like, every time I see, like, a face mask on anybody, whether it be him or Sheamus, I always, like, picture all these, like, basketball players. Because that's the sport you see it most prominent in. Yeah. And they, like, hit, get hit in the nose. They'll use it to, like basically block their nose for like a week or two to keep their nose or their orbital section like safe but i can always remember those like pistons team with like richard hamilton and he just wore that face mask and just looked iconically scary just sitting in the three <laughs> line just like burying you at three point i don't know it just always makes me think of that i don't know why but just me can't help it Not it's the face mask thing with. yeah i uh he's the man i don't know that was a scary team so like I had mentioned, Daniel Bryan wins. Do you have any other? Yeah, notes on let's this talk match? about that Sin Cara, whatever that was. So, oh yeah, fuck, we completely um, breezed over that. So he takes a. Was it from Sheamus? Yeah, he fucking yeets him. So he throws him on top of a ladder, and I was uh, I watched it a little bit in slow mo earlier because I was like, let me, let me slow this down a little bit. I want to look at it again, and there is a wood chip in the ladder. It's a wooden ladder. I first thought he was really hurt because they wheel him off on a stretcher. But the more research I did, I found out that he uh, he had was looking for a little scheduled time off. So this is a kayfabe injury. That makes me so much sadder because it, I'm not sadder because I don't want him to be hurt. Let me rephrase that. I just I thought, holy shit, like this motherfucker's really hurt. And well, that was like, since, sold the fuck out. Of so him. did he. He was like twitching on the ground. So did he. So like to look at it and be like, man, this motherfucker was acting is just wild, dude. Like, cause he's either a really good actor and like I don't really know much about Sin Card if we're being honest. But like, I was like, I was already into it. I was like, all right, couple cool spots and like, damn, this motherfucker really got hurt out here. And I was like, then I researched it. And I was like, damn, that just makes me so much sadder that it's a written in injury. You know what I mean? And they do that. This I don't know if this. I think uh, later on, Big Show actually did get hurt. That's why that match was so short. Well, if he didn't get hurt in the match, yeah, he they they did cracked afterwards. his ankle. He cracked his ankle in the match. He had a fracture in his like leg or ankle. I thought it was from the uh, chair. No, it was uh, yeah, it was at the end where he came off the corner and he like he goes, "I'm really hurt. Like my ankle's cracked." Like you can hear him say it. They didn't yeah, yeah. Even... Afterwards, when he put his ankle in the chair, right? Yeah. No, he jumped on him. Weird. I think he landed on his shin off like. Mark Henry came off the top rope or something. Yeah, he that was with he, a chair. Yeah, he put his leg in a chair. I thought that had happened earlier in the match, and then they just kept doing it like five or six more minutes, and that was the way they got out of it. Because I thought it happened earlier in the match when Henry was coming off with one of those like I guess they're called diamond cutters. I don't know where he comes off the top rope and just jumps on you, but it seemed like he uh, landed on him weird or something. 
I don't know, but we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. We have to talk about the Kelly Kelly Brie Bella. Before match. we get there, let's do we do the finish? Because Dan or Brian won. Yeah, I already said that. Okay, let's move on then. Yeah. So my bad, my bad. We have those two in a match. It was four minutes and 54 seconds, and it was for the uh, Divas Championship. I have a couple notes on this. I don't have a whole bunch. Uh, you have notes? Yeah, I do. Uh, Kelly Kelly's one and only title. Okay. Right, run at all like this is her only one she also takes a really really savage bump in this like and i was like okay like this is a pretty bad match and i mean there's a bad tornado flip she does that's like really really badly sold and obviously carried by the bellas i don't know which one it is i can't tell them apart at this era it was brief um but whatever one it was uh and then she like came off the rope or the side of the ring face first and went face first into the ground and it was just like a, one of those bumps where i'm like who? <laughs> I mean, like it just gave caught me off guard that I didn't expect her to take a savage ass bump. That's all. It, it's always rough for me to take Kelly Kelly seriously because I saw her how she was treated in ECW and it was not good. Yeah. So to see her like really shine and actually be a champion, like go you girl. She deserved one. Just everybody one. gets one. Just one. <laughs> I just hated the Divas title though. Yeah, I mean, it got better. So now let's talk about Big Show, Mark Henry. All right. So um, you got mixed up. Oh, wait. I don't really want to talk about that match. Okay, so, I mean, we're going to touch on it. It was, they had No, I'm talking about the Kelly Kelly. Because oh, we okay. didn't go over the finish, but Kelly Kelly wins. Yeah, she won by a roll-up. Most deadly move in all of pro wrestling. Don't be cracking them water bottles. I'm sorry boy. about the water bottle slander to get, guys. I've got a very dry mouth. So, yeah, Mark Henry defeated Big Show in six minutes, and... uh. This in the beginning at least didn't feel like a match between thick boys. Like they're both pretty fucking agile in a ring. I was having a good time. It wasn't until the end, and I, if I remember correctly, the injury was definitely with the chair, which pissed me off because I was like, "Why would you do this unnecessary spot only to really injure him?" Yeah, because if he was injured, I don't understand why they would go through with that angle. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think it had already been a, an angle that they had been messing with for a few pay per views. You know what I mean? And like. And then he, Mark Henry, gets the title later on, and then they redo the feud, feud later after he comes back. Well, what I'm saying is if he was already injured and that's why they cut the match short, that's why I'm saying like, I don't understand why he would put the chair. Like, wouldn't he want to protect him? Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like, I, I wasn't really sure where the injury occurred. So I know that it happened, and I know that he said it cracked, it cracked. But, like, I can't tell which part they're kayfabing and which part they're not. And maybe that's the thumbs up to these two guys, you know what I mean? But I can't, this match is a really weird one for me because it's so short and it seems like they cut it short, but I don't really know when it was like, all right, we need to get out of here. Cause it didn't seem like they were rushed to get out of there. You know what I mean? Like after the match, Mark Henry walks around and does his thing too. So if he was injured, why did they end it like that at all? No, I completely understand it. It was overall a really weird match. You know what I mean? Because, it started off strong and then like big show was selling like he was selling an injury but they're also good storytellers like you notice this thing like this is like 2011 even though the roster was thin you have those people that depending on where they grew up or uh originally worked they were really good psychological wrestlers like they were able to tell stories like the main event man they they captivated an entire audience, whether it was people sitting at home or the people in that crowd, especially the people in that crowd. 
but that was kind of consistent through the card. Like, don't get me wrong. This isn't going to get a super high rating for me. It'll get, I'll lean a little heavier with that main event. But at the same time, for what they have, I wasn't upset. But as far as money in the banks go, like you get one really, really, really good money in the bank match and one pretty good money in the bank match and then maybe the best uh, main event in money in the bank history. That is fair. So I think that maybe we could look a little bit more fondly on this card. It doesn't seem like it's a real long card, but that's fine. Like, well, yeah, it's that. You know what I mean? Basically, that six, Randy Orton match, dude, was pretty good for being. I thought it was a lot longer than that, to be honest. That's like, that probably has my second match of the night because it was it was a good match. Man, dude, I will tell you, Christian is just incredible. He's so fucking good, dude. Like I just I don't underrate him, but I do underrate him. Well, stop bouncing around, motherfucker. We I do, will get I to that. We will. Mark Henry, though, I, uh, I'm i a big fan. And I love that he is living his best life now in AEW. And Paul is, too. But Maybe we'll get one more round of him. That's what he does, Taylor. Old that's man's. what he does. He keeps on teasing that he's like got more gas in the tank. I'm just like, Mark, chill, my guy. Chill. I we don't know, have- man. There's not- nothing like him coming off the top rope. I know it's a little short, but we're going to take a break because, like I said, there's only about six matches on this card, so we'll see you in a minute. We are back from break, and you know what that means. Taylor is going to give you his movie review of the week, so hit him with it, Taylor. Everybody back off. It's my time. All right, so this week I watched uh, The Assault. It is from 2017, and it has two different wrestlers in it. Ooh, hit me with some more. So this movie is about a couple of girls. One of the girls is getting beat up by her husband. So she decides that he's like a small-time drug runner. So she decides that she's going to rob her husband and all of his friends. Okay. So essentially, she starts the movie by like robbing this poker game. And the one who's running the poker game is Kevin Nash. (laughs) So the first like... Uh, there's like 20 minutes of Kevin Nash just like she br- breaks in and robs Kevin Nash and all of his friends beats up Kevin Nash with the butt of the pistol and like he like calls the cops and they like escape she made Kevin Nash her bitch the best part about it is yet to come so the cops pull up and they're like so what happened he's like look motherfuckers I already told you I got beat up by some broads and I was just like Kevin Kevin my guy <laughs> he's just like what do you want me to just have to tell the story 20 times you fucking pigs <laughs> he's not playing that shit dude so I wasn't going to review this movie because he's not in the movie the rest of the time but I watched the rest of the movie and then another wrestler popped up uh-huh. so I was like all right, this is not enough of a wrestler for me to want to review this movie. So I'm watching through the movie, and it's, like, still interesting, but later on, she, like, confronts her husband <laughs> later on in the movie, and guess who the wrestler is? Let me guess. It is... Dun, dun, dun... Terry Funk. No, you're close, actually. Uh, it's Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> and i don't think he's credited in the movie which is the funniest part so like he's like a, a basically like a muscle of like this dude's like gang so he's like a enforcer if you will and gets shot in like 10 minutes of him being in the movie <laughs> do you think he did that just to get like uh the screen actor gills maybe part? bro i think he earned it because he was in a movie for 10 minutes but like honestly like this was a pretty good movie with like funny little wrestler cameos here and there and like honestly kevin dash is really funny when he wants to be funny like he could do like a comedy 
and I would watch it. Like, I'm interested in Kevin Nash being comical more. Let me ask you, are you already that stretched thin with wrestler themed No, I didn't even... I was going to watch Bending the Rules with uh, Jamie Kennedy and Edge. But, like, I just... (laughs) I just didn't... Why not? I watched this movie already, and I just didn't get around to making it to the other one. But this movie was okay. I mean, I'd probably give it, like, a three. It's about a... Don't lie to me. Okay, what's a 50% out of five? A 3.5? It's less than a 50%. A 2.5. A 2.5. Okay. That's a 50%? Yeah. Five? Okay, give it a a two. My bad. I messed up the rating system. It gets a solid two. It's an okay movie. It's worth a watch, but I wouldn't write home. It's on Hulu for free. So if you're bored or something. Well, Hulu's not free. I mean, if, if you have Hulu... I got it for free. If you have Hulu, uh, <laughs> stream it on there because it's uh, it's streaming on Hulu. So the assault, your friend, Kevin Nash. Friend. So yeah, pretty good though. Not bad. Not as good as this card. Segway. Segway. <laughs> we get the weaker of the two Money in the Bank matches next. Great. Um, so Alberto this match, just De- full of junk. You know what I mean? Alberto Del Rio, Alex Riley, Evan Bourne, Jack Swagger, Coffee Kingston, The Miz, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio at 15 minutes and 54 seconds. Here's what annoys me. Everybody I like in this match doesn't play a significant role in this match. Yeah, you don't get too much Miz, do you? Miz is laying low like he always does. Somewhere Dude, in- how did he not break his entire fucking leg? He should have shattered that shit. And it looked like he did. And he's fine. I like the idea of Michael Cole just losing his shit when The Miz comes back. Like, you know, he comes back down the ramp and Michael Cole's like, Oh my God! The Miz! The Miz! Oh my God! It's just like, dude, relax. Do you think Michael (laughs) Cole has a crush on The Miz? I think Michael Cole most assuredly has a crush on The Miz. And he wants Daniel Bryan to watch. That's hot. Yeah. Hot-ish? All right, I can support that. I don't um really like jack swagger and i don't i definitely don't like alberto del rio and like this time in Rey mysterio is just like i'm good so like this is just a bunch of people i don't like like to be honest i would just like it if we could just eliminate everybody but kofi miz and our truth and just make the match about them i like evan Bourne. that's matt Seidel in AEW. Oh, okay and he stole the show for me in this match i would have been really happy if he won booker liked him too because Booker's got great taste. What do you fucking expect, Taylor? You expect him to like some fucking Joe Schmo? Like the Miz? Well, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Is or Alberto lo- Del Rio? Everybody loves him then. I fucking hated him. <laughs> Even then? I've always hated Alberto Del Rio. What did he do to you then? Just have a shitty gimmick. Okay. I mean, all right. Yeah. So not my guy. Not my guy at all. Good and in the then ring. he throws no respect on my boy Ray's name by taking his fucking mask like he pays Ray's bill. That shit did piss me off. An unnecessary mask removal. I will admit to that. That shit really did make me mad. What pisses me off more was, was it written that way? So, have, have you heard the like run through of a script at Raw? Or not Raw, SmackDown. So there was a script laying down and it was for everyone's viewing. And uh, it is ridiculous how much they script out. Like, even Vince McMahon's first pop out, like the, where the hell have you been? That was written on a script. It was put into the format of the show. Damn. Everything to a T that they were saying. And you're just like, oh, it's like that. That's crazy. 
Yeah. So there's that. I will say that this this era of Vince is just so captivating. Aside from the stone cold shit, like this might be the best Vince. Why do you say that? He's so he's so good at his job, dude. Like he's so incredibly good at being the man. The I'm, you know what I mean? Like the guy you just fucking hate. You know what I mean? Like I'm personally the biggest fan of Do-Rag Vince, ECW heavyweight champion. That's my my Vince McMahon. Yeah, I feel you. But you know, you're entitled to enjoy your Vinny Mac of choice. I love a I love a a, a stunned Vince. He was not having a good time with this. So yeah, Alberto Del Rio won this match. Not my favorite at all. I was really and I was bored through the entire of the match for the most well part. there like was I a said, bunch of shit that's annoying that we hate right off the bat like them playing sword fight with ladders and you know what i mean like there's a couple really bad botches in this too oh yeah um, like, poor our truth yeah so i mean like this is just a match like i just maybe we could have like playing this out a little better and i understand that the 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 ladder where ray falls off the ladder hits alberto he falls that's not planned you know what i mean but those things are going to happen, but there was one in both matches, both of them, and it's like, guys, come on. You know what I mean? Like They were kind of reaching, and the only thing that this was in 2011, we've had, what, nine years now? Ten years? How many times have they oh, done yeah, this same thing with The Miz? Like, it's got to be more than three or four, right? Where he gets hurt at the beginning of the match, goes and sits somewhere for half the match, and then runs back in. Didn't that happen last year, too? I believe so. I've actually seen it live. Didn't he win one like that too? Yeah, I saw it live. Jesus Christ, dude! They just—I guess we're just going to use the same Miz storyline every year, dude. Like, yeah, Miz is one of those ultimate opportunists. I kind of think it's funny that they give give like certain guys like pay per views. Like Kofi is the Royal Rumble guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's or where he like shines. Miz is the Money in the Bank guy. You know what I mean? Because it's always his time to run up and find a way to sneak in and steal something. You know what I mean? It's like certain guys get certain pay per views like all to themselves almost. Like Hell in a Cell was Undertaker's for forever. You know what I mean? Like no, exactly. Like or uh, just like match types in general, right? Because you, not only did Undertaker have Hell in a Cell, so did uh, Triple H. And uh, there were certain people that were associated with certain matches. Like Undertaker also had like a coffin match mm-hmm. was attributed to him. Not anymore. Yep. Darby Allin. <laughs> Which is cool to see other people are adopting older gimmicks. Like I would like to see a lot of different gimmick matches come back. Like why can't we bring back Triple or Cell? From WCW. Do you want an Inferno match? Those were cool as hell. <laughs> dangerous, but cool as hell. I don't know if they're dangerous because I really feel like they had like anti-flame retarded on. Like maybe they were a little bit more planned than we think. Because it didn't seem like uh was that wasn't that MVP? That got MVP burned? got caught on fire, man. <laughs> Why do you think he can't walk anymore? Fair enough, man. That was a great match that we really shit on three three years ago. How long ago was that? It was like right at the beginning when we started doing this, like right at the first of the year. This season, yeah. Like yeah. we watched it this year. Did I we? Think. I feel like I don't know. I missed that. We should rewatch it and just review it a second time. I feel like almost half the pay per views that we watched in the beginning will get watched again at some point because that's how we roll. Fair enough. And we want to roll on to the next fucking match. So. I know that you are a resident Randy Orton hater. Not in this match. This is one of his best matches, and it pisses me off. This is what I wish he would wrestle like more. So we have Christian winning 
over Randy Orton via disqualification in 12 minutes and 20 seconds. However, there's a catch. The stipulation is if Randy Orton gets disqualified or there's unjust refereeing, Christian will win the title. Do you I have this funny thing that I found out about like this little storyline. So before this match, like Christian is like goading him into getting mad. So he basically like at one week he steals his wallet. And then like <laughs> the next week he spray paints his bus, but he doesn't spray paint it like F you or anything. He spray paints like a whole ass paragraph on this motherfucker's bus. It says like Christian is the champion. You suck. Screw you, Randy Orton. You cheat all the time or something like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, there's so much to write across the bus, like a 20 foot bus. He's like writing sentences with spray paint on the bus. But like, I was looking at their like rated matches and like a bunch, like there are two or three pay-per-views around this where they're like 20 minute matches and they're the same guys. One's a no, no disqualification match. And it's like, these guys put on a show together every time, and these are a lot of Randy Orton's highest-rated matches. So maybe you're right in the aspect that these Christian does bring the best out of him. So what I'm asking myself, and I'm asking you, is why do we not have Randy Orton on this level on a more consistent basis, Taylor? I know why. What do we have to do to have him work like this more? I know why. Hit me. The reason that he is not Randy Orton from back then is because Randy Orton from back then is less than PG. They don't want that. They don't want this Randy Orton. They can't do it. They should. They should, but the things that he make him more hateable than boring are the things that they've kind of outlawed in the last few years. And you may, I mean, now that you mention it, you do make a very valid point. I just think if you want to have more than one Roman, getting Randy back to that level... You definitely start to fill out your big hitters because I know Randy's getting a little bit older, but he's not getting that much older. Like, holy shit, how old is he? He's not. I feel like he's still in his. No, I think he's in his 30s. I think he's in his 30s. Um, Where are you going? Oh, God damn. Did you die, Taylor? But did you die? I didn't sneeze on the microphone. That's he is did. 41. Excuse me. I, I apologize. Right. You're welcome. So um, I don't know, man. Like, this is a funny little idea for a match to me that we like. First of all, he comes out and grabs a chair. Christian does and immediately throws it in the ring next to Randy and then turns around and says, hit me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Christian is just such a clown, dude. He's one of those people. Like I said, he's just so good and people don't give him that credit and like i will forever sit here and preach how much i love that man sucks that he's in edge's shadow as much as he is i hate that he did the spear in this match too because it's like come on man but if you want to just skim over this pay-per-view and you're like hey is there anything else good besides the cm punk john cena match Definitely give this a look he also like you ever tried to like squeeze yourself until your face turns red Randy Orton does that like 10 times in this where you can like, he's like, you know how you suck your breath in and you squeeze your fists and try to make yourself red. Do you ever do that when you were a kid? When I was a kid? Yeah, yeah. But that's what Randy Orton's doing. He's a big kid? Yeah, he's being a big kid. That's just a fun thing to do when you're a kid. You know what I mean? Let's see how red I can get. Well, so like you said, he's been baiting him and baiting him, Christian, to Randy Orton. And so finally it comes to a point where christian just spits an edge's fucking mouth <laughs> randy's mouth that shit is so nasty dude 
icon status. And so Brandon just fucking snaps, just starts beating the shit out of uh, Christian and actually low blows him, getting himself disqualified, which sends him into an even further spiral of decay with which he tries to put him through the Spanish announce table. But, you know, over the years, WWE has learned people like to destroy that shit. And they're like, hey, guys, have you ever considered how expensive announce tables are? I love it. The Each and days. every single week, we are purchasing them because you are not considerate. I do not see any one of you coming in early to set up the announce tables nor staying up late. Do you think they'll fucking put themselves away? No, we are here setting them up. And if you break them, the parts aren't cheap or common. Weirdly enough, these are custom made. We have to go to one singular man who knows how to make the model we get. He's been making them for 42 years, and he is sick and tired of your shit just like we are. I thought they got them from West Coast Customs on Pimp My Ride. They have to put the TVs in the announce tables. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what Impact does, or where Impact goes. <laughs> he did try to hit him with the TV, didn't he? Like, pull it out of there and, like, bop him over the head. Yeah, but those are... Uh, they have a guy. They did that's a TV you guy. Know. They, they get the guy they at Best to Buy to come down and fix him. That's like a, his, his name's like Carl. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, Carl, sorry, we destroyed a couple more TVs." He's like, "I can't handle this. I don't have any TVs in my smart car. There's no room." <laughs> this was a fun little match. My favorite part about that that part after the match is where he he throws tries to slam through the table, and he's like, "All right, I've had enough," and he starts to like walk to the tunnel, and then he's like, "You know what?" Fuck that. I haven't had enough. And he goes back out there and he RKO's him again on the table. And he's like, now nah, I've had enough. Randall <laughs> just doesn't give a shit. Like I, said, I would love to have this Randy Orton back. I know it's not going to happen. A man could wish and dream and hope and dream. I said dream twice because I'm dreaming of a Randy Orton. Like to be this. honest, though, I just want Randy back at all. <laughs> I don't care if he's back. Right I'm happy here. he's gone. You fuck off. No, let me hit you with it. The problem is, yeah, you might not get this version of Randy Orton, but no, 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 no. With his style that he works these days, he is stale. We're tired of him. You admitted mm -hmm. it yourself mm -hmm. that you would get bored of Randy Orton. I'm not tired of him anymore. You know why? Because you haven't seen him in three, four weeks. I miss him. Man, exactly. sometimes, sometimes when people go away, you miss him, man. I miss him. That's my point. We need to have him be gone. I wish we had a soundboard. I would cue that police song where it's like, dum, 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 dum. you know what I'm talking so, about? Here's Every the, breath you take. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're going to come to a point, too, where you kind of just forget Randy Orton's gone, too. And then he's going to come back, and you're going to be like, yo, what the fuck, Randall? And I'm not going to forget so Randy Orton wrestles. Like, I'm not just going to be like, who's that guy? Oh, shit, I remember Randy Orton, yeah. It's not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to forget Randy Orton. He's been on the TV for 11 straight years. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> who's that? What's his name again? Oh, yeah, Bob Orton. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy, cowboy, cowboy. When he dumped he came out as he was just Hangman Page, but Randy Orton instead. He was doing cowboy shit. What if he came out and his name was Cowboy Shit? That was his new gimmick name. No, like he no, just no. came out it with a full be, new gimmick. It would be Cowboy Orton. Bob Cowboy oh. Shit Orton. It wouldn't be Bob. It'd be Randall. Randall Cowboy Orton. <laughs> Randall Bob Jr. Randall the Cowboy Orton. <laughs> I'm so into That this. sounds the best. Should we bring him out as a cowboy? I mean, Al, can you draw it? What if he came out and he goes, Yay! 
<laughs> I'm gonna have such a hard time editing that, Taylor. You no, just leave bastard. the yee in. It's cool. People need to hear it. <laughs> they need to hear it, man. It's important. So this felt like a 20 minute match. This was a 12 minute match. Yeah. Um, that's how good it was. Well, here's the thing: the after match isn't included in that time. Okay, so that's probably another five six minutes. Yeah, at least, at least. Honestly, like though the theatrics of uh. Theatrics of Christian make this a really watchable match, to be honest. And like Randy's Randy, dude. Like whether you like him or not, there's a reason why people buy his t-shirts. And he, this is a perfect example of that. But here's the thing: over the years, you've just started to get a diluted version. And we're not going to be a dead horse on that subject. I'd like to means, uh, but... go around this pay per view and watch a couple of the ones around it that they said were so good because it's the same match but a little bit longer. And maybe a little bit more of the wheels are a little bit screwed in. You know what I mean? Like, Well, despite the roster depth, like this pay-per-view is a perfect example. There is so many gems from this era because you have a lot of really good talent that a lot of them were in their prime. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Like, I know you have classic content on classic content from CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, but man, they were firing at all cylinders. So let's talk about CM Punk. I'll use that as my segue. I want you to tell the story of you in this era. I want you to tell me how it made you feel because I wasn't there. He's my guy. And so, yeah, he's won the championship before, but he had never won that. And he was also, you know, he was the anti-hero. He was the first person since Stone Cold Steve Austin to really fit that mold without really trying because for the most part all of the things he said were sincere yeah i know that it wasn't probably an entire live mic but the thing is with kayfabe being dead the pipe bomb is still one of those things where people are like what really happened you know there's so many questions still and we don't we'll never really know what all went into this entire thing and i know even with this pay-per-view like we know CM Punk said that he signed an extension, so he was on contract to wrestle this match. I we all know that you know the next day or like two days later, you know he decided to resign. Would life be better if kayfabe still existed? Would life be better if everyone had to live their gimmicks? Imagine yes no. Imagine none of us knew that he re-signed. And imagine he didn't come back two weeks after this pay-per-view. Well, you look at it from before the curtain call happened. And wrestling was so much different. And your fans were so much more passionate. So in that respect, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, you have social media. Like, we were watching Impact tonight, right? And we saw that, you know, Chris Bay uh, was with Jay White with the Bull Club shirt. We saw that what? Was that Monday? Oh, Tuesday? there's been so much shit leaked to me this week, dude. I can't even start. And so even with social media, I despite like I think it's impossible to keep up with game fame. So whether or not at the time it was looked at like a mortal sin, nowadays, like they kind of prepped us for what was coming, you know what I mean? Because there's no way to escape it. Yeah, there are some people who are lucky who were ever able to keep their characters in. The like one person I can think of off the top of my head is Undertaker. But even now, like since he's retired in heavy quotes, he is like full on dad mode and he does not give a shit about expressing it. He's like, Yeah, 
My name is Mark, and I do Mark things. I don't think Undertaker talks like that. I still think he used that's his actual voice, the Undertaker voice. I'm convinced that that's his real ass voice. He's just like, Hi, I'm Mark. Rest in peace. Would you like to see my Harleys? Come downstairs. I have a bunch of coffins. <laughs> Probably not. He's but got, what if he had a bar? He's got a bunch of kids. What if he had a bar made of all of his coffins downstairs? That would be pretty hardcore, but they are all stuck in that WWE warehouse, boy. That's sad. All right. So, what do you feel about this match, though? Watching it, is this your first time seeing it? Um, yeah. So, this is uh, an incredible piece of five star work. Um, Chill out, Dave Meltzer. I, it is an incredible, know, it's just brilliant. Like, the whole match is brilliant. From I mean, is that an insult, though? John, John is so good at accidental heat. You know what I mean? Like walking into a place and just being instantly hated. This, this crowd is, reminded me of that ECW. Yeah, exactly crowd. what I was thinking. Like we've reviewed him twice now where it's just been like, I've never seen so many people mad at one person. And I was actively searching the crowd for people. And you would see like people in the John Cena get up everywhere. You know what I mean? But for the most part, how many people were there? It was like 16,000 or something. Yeah, it was such a bigger fucking crowd so, because like you had the old ECW venue. Like I, I was used to small crowds. I'm willing to say 15,000 of them were against John Cena out of the 16,000. Yeah, I was going to say the whole fucking room. So, and those people were spread out. I saw, okay, so our couple of the highlighted fans, there was a family in the front row. The kid was in John Cena gear. The dad had a shirt that said, John Cena sucks. <laughs> a split <laughs> family. A split family. And then two rows behind him were the two most lovable juggalos I've ever seen. Yeah. They love John Cena. So did they just pop up in that match? Yes. I was going to say, I did not see them the rest of the card. They adore John Cena, though. Did you notice that? I thought they were ICP. They were. I did, too, but they're too skinny. So I was like. That's their names. Yeah, skinny ICP. So. I was uh, watching it, and I would notice, like, every time Cena would do something to Punk, they would, like, stand up and cheer, and then every time Punk would get something, they'd flip him off. So they were, like, the lone warriors riding for Cena in the crowd. ICP loves Cena. Were they chanting, family, family? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't throw a couple figos in. Dude, that would be so great to see them just chucking figos in I wish it was the real ICP, and I wish they interrupted the match. Yo, <laughs> you have a great point. Turn it into a JCW pay per view. Ah, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I wouldn't go that far. John Cena versus the entire JCW <laughs> locker room. That's a weird combination to have, like a uh, punk and punk and the Juggalos hanging out. But so you have five moves of Doom John, and you have CM Punk, and CM Punk got so much more than I could have ever expected out of John Cena. And here's the thing, like. Despite John Cena being criticized for being limited in the ring, right? He would carry a lot of matches. And there are certain people that would carry him. And CM Punk was definitely the one carrying him. I have, a, with, I have a different side of this. All right, tell me. So at one point, Punk botches a move. Um, he goes in for like a, uh, what do you call that? Where you jump a turn. Uh, what do you call that? I know the name of it. You know, where you jump wide over and you roll him up. The side jump. I don't know what to call. You know the name of it. Uh, Crossbody. Yeah, there it is. I had it in my head, but it just got lost somewhere in the shuffle. So he goes for a crossbody, and he like lands on John Cena's leg, like it was just a missed crossbody. Yeah. And John Cena rolls out and sells the leg. 
You know what I mean? Chance. Like, well, the, so I don't want to take away that John Cena is really, really good at small individual things as well. Well, as soon as I said it, I, like, I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I don't. John Cena doesn't need to be carried, and it wasn't that. But <sighs> there's certain people who get the best out of wrestlers, and CM Punk did that for John Cena on this particular night. I think it goes both ways. I mean, yeah. Cena, CM Punk looks the best, really, really good here. This whole era. It's the best you'll ever see Cena. Or CM Punk, I mean. Well, and it's one of those things where John Cena actually got some real competition in CM Punk. Like, there's a lot of people that have been fed to the machine that is John Cena over the years who were nowhere near on the level of John Cena, let alone like a CM Punk or Dan O'Brien or one of them. You know what I'm saying? So... I can't remember a time ever either where all the announcers were rooting for one person. There wasn't a person on the board that was rooting for Punk. They were all hating him. Because he was going to school. I know, I know. But it's like, I couldn't think of another time that that's happened where everybody is like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, for lack of better words. Like, even Booker. Booker's the 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 one that says the, uh, the nicest things about everybody we love. You know what I mean? Like, Booker's always the reasonable one. And even Booker wasn't into it. <laughs> well, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be CM Punk to make those kind of waves. And this match did. So it was 30 minutes. It was a clinic. It was a clinic. And like you said, they both bounced off of each other. They had great entering chemistry. And I would definitely recommend anyone to go back and just watch those two, like the co-main event, mm-hmm. main event. And you will uh, you'll take me later. It'll be, what, like an hour of your life? Totally worth it. And so CM Punk wins at uh, because Johnny Ace and Vinny Mac come out and they try to interfere in the match, basically. And then John Cena was like, no, no, no. Why is Johnny Ace going to get knocked out? Because Johnny Ace is a bitch. <laughs> That's not fair, man. He didn't even do that much back then. He was just an innocent bystander. Johnny Ace is a baby back bitch. <laughs> I stand on it. And so John Cena's like, no, 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 man. Let me Not knock like this that. motherfucker out and then tell Vince off. And then gets in the ring. and <laughs> That's why you're going to get fired, John Cena. John Cena gets laid the fuck out. <laughs> go to sleep and punk, you know, put Cena down for a nap. Wins the belt. And then Vince McMahon, so fucking pissed, he pulls a Cody Rhodes and go and grabs the uh, headset. And he's like, no, no. Uh, somebody get bur- or Somebody get Del Rio. And it's like, uh, all right, cash in time. And Del Rio comes down and gets a fucking boot to the face. It's so fucking funny. Punk's out the building. Gives the blows a kiss on the way out. And <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. There's just certain times in wrestling, like pay-per-views that you watch, and you just get a chill over your whole body. This is one of them. This is the one of the greatest endings to a pay-per-view ever. And I think that's why people rate it so high. Like, at the end, you just feel so good. You know what I mean? Like, Well, let me ask you, what would you rate it? So we're going to one out of five. Um, I'm going to go high threes. I want to go, like, 3.7. Okay, so I'm going to give it a 3.8 overall. Mm-hmm. 3.85. If it had but better... If, I want to give four or five to the two co-main events. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it wouldn't be a 3.8 without that last match. It would have been a 2.8. It would have gone down at least a number. 
Oh, yeah. Because that last match has just got to be one of the best matches ever made. For It's definitely the best match in Money in the Bank history. Uh, this was a really good card, though, and I'm glad we watched it. So now let's go ahead and get to some announcements in our camp. Before you were jaded, it's kind of dying. Not dying, but going away. Uh, at least in the way you, you get it now. So we are changing a couple things uh, with the one year. We've learned a lot, and this was always an experiment from the first part. So we are decided we're going to do our show a little bit different, at least this show, the Friday show. But we are going to do Before You Were Jaded every uh, month. We will do a pay-per-view basically based off of what pay-per-view is coming at you that month. So, for example, in the month of SummerSlam, we're going to do a SummerSlam. Or kind of like how we did these last two weeks, you know, money in the bank, you get a money in the bank so on and so forth but uh we're really excited for what's going to come and i think you're going to really enjoy it but just want to shout out everyone for you know being with us each and every single week there's a lot of people who talk about wrestling and you chose to hang out with us while we do that so thank you so much taylor you got anything to say no bro i'm just excited for the next chapter we're still going to be doing why'd you bring it up and we're going to be doing this every month and we'll have a new friday show so yeah uh, we're going to be doing some different things. Just stay tuned. We're still getting the details ironed out, but uh, we're going to work on something new, and uh, hopefully it'll be be able to reignite a passion that we have. So uh, let's keep it rolling. Oh, yeah. So, Taylor, do you want to hit him with that Twitter handles? Yeah, uh, Taylor Hassler uh, one I forgot my own Twitter handle. Is that weird? It is. God Fieri, uh, Redbeard Pirate one uh, Joven Rogue. We have Todd's Pod, we have Europe Pod, and we have Jaded Wrestling. That's the main account. Uh, oh, Duke underscore bags. I was just saying, man, you can't forget Duke. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, weekly and bi-weekly content. Like I said, we are taking a couple weeks off from the Friday slot. However, we are doing Why'd You Bring That Up? Jaded Family Discussions every other Thursday. Interviews on Saturday. Tots Pod and or Year of Pod on Mondays. So, yeah, more content that you know what to do with, baby. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a review. Uh, subscribe. All of that jazz. And, yeah, it's been awesome and here's to the next fucking year i cannot wait to see what it brings fucking balls Peace.